guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I'm excited today. It is just you and I on this solo cast, and I felt compelled to talk about entitlement and protecting your energy. There are so many moving parts nowadays, and everybody has access to everything, including our energy, and they're not entitled to. So we are going to break down 15 ways to protect your energy, and then a few ways specifically if you're an empath that you can do that. Uh, so protect yourself, know how to do that, keep the energy and positive vibes high, and we can continue to make this world a better place. Enjoy this one. It's a quick one. Have a great day. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube where all the videos are going down and like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Hey guys, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we're working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. It is a solo cast with you and myself today. I'm really excited. I'm going to talk about uh, life lessons that I've learned over and over again. The title of this cast is going to be called Entitlement and Protecting Your Energy. Um, This comes from or is inspired by a long, long history of working with people. I'm a lifelong athlete. I have had two companies now, one for over 20 years and one for about six. And I competed as an adult. So I've been a captain of every team I've ever been on. I've hired hundreds of people, worked with tons of management and influencers. And there's some running themes when you work with humans. So if you're a manager out there or you work with um, you know, a lot of people, or even if you're just a parent or you know, you train at CrossFit, you're around a lot of humans, you know that working with people, you learn a lot. And the through line, any which way you unpack that, some people love working with a lot of people, some people don't. I do. I love humans. I love all the little idiosyncrasies that make them them. Um, that being said, the through line and the lesson I've learned time and time again is that you have to meet people where they are at. You truly can't change them. You can't inspire them. You can't um, want more for them. You can't fall in love with potential. Like you just have to meet them where they're at. And that's not negative. I think the more you work on people, you see like you can open up doors for them to be inspired. But all of those choices have to come from their end. It's really not something you can control. There's a lot of leaders and bosses out there that uh, think that you can, but I, I promise you, let, let this podcast streamline your process. That's not what it is. So you really do have to meet people where they're at. That being said, I think there is a massive misunderstanding uh, with entitlement and people thinking that you do owe them or you even thinking that you owe a piece of your time and energy to take on their situation, problem, even happiness. Um, it's two totally separate things. I think you can show up, be a hundred, protect your energy and be a supportive family member, teammate, a boss, coworker, whatever, and still protect your own energy, keep your space and know that there's only so much you can do. Cause again, we are all a series of our choices and those choices are things that we are responsible for. So if I make a choice to do something, it's not my family's responsibility. It's not my parents or my significant others or my dogs, or it's not really anyone's situation, but our own. So we have to continue to understand that our choices are truly our responsibility. And in turn, if we choose to be inspired or we choose to follow someone else's lead. That's amazing. But again, that's us choosing it. It's not them telling us we need to do it. Even if we follow that suit, there's probably some internal conflict that we're only doing it because we have to, or what have you, and it's not authentic. So it doesn't last. So without getting too deep into that science, I really want to focus on 
just dropping the note, I think, I don't know why this came to me, but perhaps other people need to hear it, that that awareness around entitlement, whether you're on the side of you thinking you are entitled to support or something else, like be very clear that again, and this isn't, this is more philosophy, but you, you, you're born alone and you die alone. And it's not negative. That's hard for some people to hear, but truly we are a series of our choices. So embrace that sense of personal responsibility and let go of entitlement. Cause truly in this lifetime, you are not entitled to anything. And, um, that includes energy from others. And on the flip side, protecting that energy. If you are on the side where you're around someone that is feeling entitled or you're feeling pressure to do something that you're supposed to do versus feeling authentic to you, protect that energy, protect that space. And this is something I've had to learn time and time again, because I, I think it evolves. And as we get older, we get better about it because you have less time and energy and you can just spot things. But I think these little check-ins are really great to just get back to really simple steps and grounding awareness of like, mm let's just get back to our little check-in here. We're going to protect the energy. We're going to step away. We're still going to be supportive. One of my favorite things, I will love you from here. Meaning, you know, some people you just have to let go out of your life and let it be, and you can love them right for you are. And that's, that's enough. I don't think our society digests that very well. It's mean or selfish or whatever, but it's not. So um, we can unpack a whole podcast later on down the road. But if you've listened to Turmeric and Tequila, you've heard that conversation for sure before. So let's jump in with protecting your energy. I found this amazing article on... Um, let me see. It was the mindful.com, uh, like mindful. It's a play on that. So I actually think that's really funny. I like when, you know, it's a juxtaposition on things, but they have some phenomenal stuff. They posted this article about 15 ways, um, to protect your energy. And they was reviewed by Natalie Carden. She's a spiritual healer. She has a wealth of uh, formal education, but in addition, she's a shamanic healer, if I said that correctly, and does a lot with Reiki. Like she's just a tons of stuff. So look her up. Um, and she reviewed this article. I think it's really good. They published it in 2020 and then um, reviewed it or updated it on 20, in 2021. And uh, so we're just going to jump right in. And I'm just going to give my quick take the list. And then we're actually also going to, there's another piece um, that talks about protecting your energy, specifically if you're an empath. I know that I am. I, I think it, it's varying degrees. That means you're taking, you easily take on other people's energy. I think that's a lot of people. So I want to address that specifically as well, um, because I think we tend to take things on. Well, it's just kind of there, but also it can be something that you're taking on other people's energy because you don't want to deal with your own crap. So we'll, we'll address that in a separate piece as well. I'm going to give you the 15 things up front, and then we're going to unpack each one of them in case you're in a hurry. But I hope you're not because just stay on this podcast with me. I want you here with me. Uh, let's just start with, you know, kind of an overview. It says we are energy being surrounded by everything made of energy. There is always an exchange of ener energy going on around us and involving us. The things you do and the people you associate yourself with have a way of transferring their energy into you. Therefore, it's a better it's better to understand the importance of protecting your energy. So this is a why, even if you're not super into the woo or you're super into like, you know, <laughs> this kind of conversation, scientifically, physics and you know, energy can't be created or destroyed. It's it's a real thing. So however you label it, it doesn't really matter, woo or science or what have you. I think these little simple awareness pieces will put everybody in a common ground of, oh yes, this does or does not feel right. Let's dial this in and not waste time and energy around the wrong things. So let's just a quick one through 15. I'm going to tell you, I know some people like the list piece by piece, but I'm just going to tell you what they are because I think they're straightforward, but then we're going to unpack them a little bit individually. So here's the 15 ways to protect your energy. Number one, observe your environment. Number two, trust your intuition. Number three, set a standard for yourself. Number four, practice meditation. 
Number five, visualize a white light protecting you. Number six, cleanse your space. Number seven, cultivate a positive mindset. Number eight, think before reacting. Number nine, absorb positivity. Number 10, use affirmations. Number 11, trust in your inner power. Number 12, stay active and purposeful. 13, stop judging others. 14, ground yourself. And 15, grant permission. So let's go through those things. And again, I want to reiterate why it's so important to uh, unpack or protect your energy. You know, they write every single day, you give a lot of your energy to your family work and in several other places. So it's critical for you to protect your energy for yourself, or you will be continuously drained out as your mind becomes fatigued and weak. It becomes difficult for you to achieve your goals. Also a weak mind produces illness. Even a physical, physically strong body cannot cope up with, cannot cope up with the mind when the mind is fragile. Therefore you must protect your energy. When you protect your energy field, you are less likely to feel stressed out all the time. Life becomes enjoyable when you protect your energy. So protect, protect, protect. And again, this isn't even just mental. You can see how this manifests into physical. And anyone that um, has close friends or family knows that there's always that point in time when it's a drain situation and you are just absolutely worn out. You feel like you've done the hardest workout of your life or whatever. And it's just a mental fatigue, that is the sign that you need to take a breather and take an evaluation of what's going on in your environment. How do we eradicate that? So that brings us right to number one. Number one, observe your environment. Examine the environment around you. Stay away from people who drain your energy. This is so straightforward and simple. I think it's good just to check in, take that quick note and say, every time I'm around this person, I walk away and I feel like I've run a marathon or what have you. That intel, that personal intuition is enough for you to realize like, mm, maybe we better limit some time with them and let go of this was really hard for me. I feel guilty or I should be, we've been friends forever. We should, there's some sort of should in my mind. And the bottom line is when I really check in and I'm honest with myself, there is no should. You need, you should let this go because it's truly not serving you. And it's not selfish. So if you need to PR that in your mind about self-care, it's it's not selfish. You need to protect yourself. And we just talked about why it's all important because it's impacting the mental, physical, everything. Number two, kind of leads us in, trust your intuition. Believe in your intuition. Often our intuition tries to warn us about a negative situation beforehand. Have you ever walked into a room and you could just feel the energy was off. And then like the next day you look back and you're like, oh my God, I should have left that party 10 minutes earlier. Oh, or, you know, I knew that Christmas situation, Christmas party was going to be weird. Or you walked in for an interview and you're like, God, I just didn't like the vibe. I've actually even had this at, um, when I'm getting, you know, I'm a blowout enthusiast for my hair. When I have, this, I sit down and the hairdresser is ready and I'm like, God, I just, I hate to put negative energy around it, but I, something just feels off. And I feel like this is going to be a waste of time. And I just don't like the vibe that in itself is enough to tell you that something's off your energy your gut your intuition is there listen to it something i've had to relearn and learn again many many times number three set a standard for yourself establish a standard don't allow everyone to share your time and energy be selective about the people you spend your time with we talk about this on turmeric and tequila all the time because it's something that i am continuously reminding myself about you know the five people you are around with i really do think that uh forms a culmination of who you are so you have to take inventory on who you're around, who you're spending a lot of time with and what impact they have on your world. Maybe it's super positive, maybe it's not. And you just need to adjust accordingly. I think more of us, um, I think a lot of us are not as aware as how much time we spend with people we probably don't care about. Maybe it's people at work, maybe it's people at the gym, maybe whatever. Um, 
and I'm an entrepreneur, so I can kind of control my work time. I'm lucky that my fitness situation is amazing. And so those are some of the best humans uh, that I know and that I want to be like. So just take inventory. And if you need to make a change, again, don't feel bad about it. Number four, practice meditation. This one took me a minute, but here's what they say. By meditating daily, you will become calmer and your vibe will would be raised. I, I'm here for vibes, but really I, I do believe that your vibration elevates when you're clear and you're calm and you really take even three minutes or less a minute to be still check in. I use headspace. And so it kind of keeps track and it says how many days I've done in a row. I'm currently trying to go. The goal is we will go to 365 days, make a full year of meditating every year. Some days are as quick as three minutes and just to check in. And it really does it grounds you, but it provides some clarity when you're really, really still, even if you're clear and aware, which I think I am it, when you meditate and you just check in for a minute and you just sit there, it's, it really does provide a clear lens on any chaos. And it might not be like the answers don't come right that second, but at least you can be calm and then think from a space of calm collectiveness and then potentially form your reaction versus kind of just reacting or judging or whatever. I think it's just really, really important. And you don't need to overly judge yourself with meditation. Like sometimes I just can't focus and I'm not all there. And I'm like, that was a waste. And no, every day, even if it's like your focus for two seconds, the fact that you did it, you started the practice, you maintained it and you intentionally set, set aside some time to meditate, I think is good enough. People get really critical. I'm like, well, it didn't work. I didn't do this. I'm doing it wrong. Just do it and start. It'll get better. Number six, cleanse your space. Clear your house from physical clutter. Also cleanse it energetically by smudging. I love this. Get a sage stick. They're anywhere. Go get some sage. You burn it and wave it on your house. Make sure you put it out because burning down the house would not be cool. Um, but this is true. Even if you don't, again, you can sage might be a varsity step. Just start by cleaning out your desk. You don't need to clean up the whole house, but clean something. And when you walk in, I think the kitchens are really good on because you know when you have like bread on the table or peanut butter and jelly and there's a knife in the sink and blah, blah, blah. When you clean it, you walk in, it's fresh. It's like, oh, the best thing ever. Start with little things. My house, I have stuff everywhere. So I love cleaning, even though I feel like I'm doing it all the time because you walk in and you can just energetically feel that space and the clutter is gone and there's like room to create and think. It makes them meditating easier. It's something really, really simple. And again, don't get over carried away with like, I need to clean the house and clean out the garage and do that. That requires a lot of tequila because that no one wants to do that stuff. But if you can just clean a stock drawer, clear out your working space, like do little things, it will make a huge, huge difference. Number seven, cultivate a positive mindset. Stay positive to bring good energy into your life. If you have a positive attitude, negative people won't be able to reach you. These, I, I feel like these are like lessons from kindergarten from like a Winnie the Pooh list or something because it's so straightforward. And it's like, be a good friend. Yay, Piglet. But it's it's so true. I, I really think when you have positive vibes, you know, you notice like those happy moments in life. Obviously, nobody stays 100% positive and happy all the time. But if you can recognize those moments like in retrospect of like, God, I was so happy at my wedding or at the CrossFit Games or whatever. And you're like, yeah, I was around my best friends or I remember how positive this was or da 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 da. Like the negative doesn't reach you. And then if you can look back on the ruts, you're like, oh, my God. Yes. And I was hanging out with that one friend that's always miserable or always in a breakup or whatever. You can really start to see some of these things. We just stay so busy. We, I don't think we take inventory of what's going on, but when you sit back and you're like, oh shit, that person is actually a major drain. Why do I hang out with them? And I don't, oh, I should be the good friend at that. No more should let it fly. It's not worth it. We only have so much time and space and we got to keep that for the positive peeps. So stay positive and keep uh, that positive vibe happening and let the, let the vibe elevation happen. And then universe will just take its course and just put you in the right zone. Number eight, think before reacting. 
Don't react without thinking. You can avoid a lot of tension and negativity if you choose to think before replying to others. Again, this is a kindergarten list and it's needed now at 40. It's true. We just have to take a second, take one minute. I am, I'm not really a hothead where I'll like jump off and I'll get mad or want to fight you or that's not my vibe. I always protect what's important to me. Let me be clear there. Um, but if you just pause for a second and not just react, it's, it is critical how I think you got five seconds of breath. You can be like, oh, wait, is this really a big deal? Do I really give a shit? Do I want to put energy into this? Or can I just let this person move on if they flicked me off on, you know, road rage or, you know, someone is taking forever to get into the chant? Like, does it really matter? Probably not. And then if you're keeping the vi positive vibes high, you see that that negative basicness is just bringing it all down. Let it fly. Most things I think that we get really hype about don't matter. When there is something that matters and it is justifiable that you you know have something to say or you know you need to express yourself, then then so be it. I just think those things are few and far between. So keep that positive. And if you have good people around you, hopefully you won't even be having to have that conversation. Um, but if they're really good, then they'll also be in the fight with you. So <laughs> know your crew. That you know when you know when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Is that from the 80s? I think uh, I think my parents just that like, came through me right there and um something I heard like in a road trip. Long story short, keep the good ones around you and hopefully you don't have to end the conversation about calling it out. And we just need to think before we react. Remind me of that. Number nine, absorb positivity. Soak in positivity as much as you can. This will deflect negative energy from your life. I think this is true. Have you ever been around somebody or in a situation or room you walk in, you're like, oh my God, this is, this is awesome. This just feels so good. Like when you walk into a concert to sit down and everyone is just like pumped and you're so excited, you're waiting for the show to start and then the lights dim and you're like, <gasps> like, it's so awesome. Absorb all that, the positive energy. I love performers and, and live music because they're they're in their zone, they're in alignment and you can just feel the positivity exuding from their skill set and their 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 shine. I mean, it's, it's just awesome. So soak that in and, and see it. It's so beautiful when you see someone that is doing what they love. Like it's like, a, it's almost like a tangible energy and love that you can see. You see like parents and their kiddo and they're, you know, laughing at a soccer game or uh, again, an art doing an artist doing their art or, you know, someone playing with a dog, uh, playing with their dog at the park, little things. You can see joy and positivity, absorb it. It's really, really awesome. And uh, it's, it's, it's good for you too. Number 10, use affirmations, speak out positive statements out loud to protect your vibe. This is something, again, I kind of always knew, but didn't really do. And I'm going to go through a couple right here, just in case you want examples. They do sound silly if you're not used to affirmations. So I'm not going to tell you it's not silly because I do think it is. And I think it really works. So if we're in kindergarten or we're standing in court as 40 year old, I don't know what the situation is. These affirmations can get you dialed in. I try and do them every, I do do them every single morning. Again, we're working for 365 days of morning routine, including that meditation. Uh, and this is part of, these are not my specific ones, but they absolutely work. And these examples are, I can choose my thoughts. I choose to stay positive. Other people can't influence me without my consent. I'm radiating positive energy. I am powerful. I am thinking positively. I am protected by divine energy. I'm happy, peaceful, and grounded. I'm allowing good vibes only. Negative energy can't reach me at all. So again, I don't think you need to remember all those, all 10 of those, but just simple ones. I even use these when I'm working out. If you heard my cast with um, Andrew Cap, 
and uh, you know, about the laws of attraction. And I specifically had a disrupting tool, like when I'm working out and it's like the fifth set, I'm exhausted, the weight's heavy. And I disrupt the mindset of like, I'm tired. How am I going to do this? It's thank you universe. Thank you for my ability to breathe. I really like this one. I'm happy, peaceful, and grounded, super, super simple. And if you can just repeat it, even if you're having trouble believing it in the moment, you're not thinking about the negative. So it just cuts it right off. It disrupts that channel of negative thought and goes right into auto mode. And eventually that positively, eventually you will believe it. So here we are. That was probably on Mr. Rogers or something. So we're teetering between kindergarten, Piglet and Pooh, and now Mr. Rogers. So God bless all of them. Uh, number 11, trust your inner power intuition. Here we are again, believe in your inner strength. You have the power to choose the kind of energy for yourself. This one to me is really great about staying out of victim mode. The world is not happening to you. Yes. There are some truly terrible things that truthfully I will never understand and never be able to fully unpack because I haven't experienced them and I may never experience them. But I do know that it's again, how you react to things. If you need formal therapy, if you need, um, a mindset shift or a complete environment shift, or you need to move, or these are things that you do have a choice to move. And some of these can get ultra, ultra complicated. And it's just not that cut and dry, like choose your way and, you know, strap up your boots. And that that's not always the case, but for our everyday life. And, you know, let's say 80% of the time, you do have a choice and you can understand that you are not a victim. The world, whatever is not happening to you. You are consciously walking through this world. So choose how you show up, choose how you present yourself, choose the people that you're around, choose your mindset. We have way more power than we think. And again, culturally, I don't think we are taught this or um, at least I wasn't exposed to it, but the more you get dialed in and you know how you can like shift your mood or remove yourself, we really do have so much control over ourselves, not other people, which we talked about in the beginning, but ourselves, we do. And we certainly can choose our reaction. Um, number 12, stay active and purposeful. The more you stay active, the less likely you are going to remain trapped in negative emotions. You know, I'm here for physical exercise. It's not just about the vanity. It's about chemically moving your blood, stimulating neurons in your brain, um, moving hormones and, and removing cortisol and, and getting adrenaline going. There's so much positivity around being active. I think it's an added bonus when you can go train or be active with a buddy or friends. Like I said, my fitness humans have always been my best friends through my life just because we always have something in common. So we'll work out and then we'll go drink tequila, but it's, you know, it's a balance folks. Um, but you got to stay moving and get that blood going. And, and the more busy you are around for doing positive things, the less you're going to have time for silly BS. So move that ass. 13, stop judging others. Accept people as they are without getting influenced by their thoughts and opinions. This is really hard. We all judge people. I don't care what anyone says. It never really goes away. And you can disrupt your thoughts of if you catch yourself in a judgmental moment, lock it up, like end it, let it be, and just say, meet them where they're at. And if it's again, out of alignment for you, let that person go. I've, as I've gotten older, I've had to do this with friends and even some family. And it's really, it's still so hard for me because it doesn't make sense to me. I don't ever like being off with someone. Like, I don't think there's ever any need for a fight or bad energy, like unless something really serious has happened, but that's not the case most of the time. And it's still important. I have learned to, I will love you from here. Keep the distance. It's just, we're out of alignment. We're not you know, meant to be there. And probably we, you know, the friendship or whatever relationship or whatever it was, was meaningful. We got, we needed out of it. And now you can move on and respect them as human beings and get the F out. So you just don't need to be judging people. Just remove yourself if you don't like something or it's weird. 
And I also think that when you are judging people, usually it's some sort of projection within you. So take some inventory. Maybe that's personal intel for you. Like, oh, you know, that person is silly or dumb or whatever. Like, wait, maybe do I think I'm silly and dumb? Like put it back onto you. And I think it's, it's pretty easy that most of the time when we are, you know, noticing something else in someone, it's probably something we needed to notice about ourselves. Um, so it, that's hard. I, again, I think we will continue to judge people our entire life. Just be cognizant of it and interrupt it where you can ground yourself. Number 14, connect with mother nature to heal yourself. This one is so true, particularly for all my nature lovers. Nature is good for everybody. If you're ever stressed out, go to a park, go walk in the grass barefoot, go walk your dog, just go touch a tree. That sounds creepy, but just lean against it. Like connect with nature in some capacity and it will, I don't even know how to explain it. It will change you. I'm sure there's some scientific explanation behind it. That is a fancy name, but just go do it. doesn't matter. It works. Even if it's placebo, whatever, I'm here for placebo, that works too. It's just a really important, cheap, free, easy way to reconnect. I also envision kind of dropping a cord like from my head through my body down to the ground. And it's like literally grounding you and, and centering you with universe. If you don't like the woo or some of that universe talk is a lot, just go out, chill, lay in the grass and look at the sky, realize that you are a small part of this big world and it's going to be okay. Number 15, don't grant permission. Never allow negative people to get hold of you. Don't dwell in unwanted energies for long. So a lot of these are similar, but I think each one is really important. Again, we are in charge of what comes into our world and personal responsibility. So if it's not serving you, don't give it permission, cut it off and walk away. One, anytime I've had to walk away from a situation or consciously be like, We're, I'm done here, it's it stings at first, like ripping off a Band-Aid. And then you give a little time for it to air out and you're like, I should have did that sooner. Like it wasn't, I don't know what I was holding on to. I don't know what I was serving or hoping for or wishing more for them or whatever. Falling in love with potential, that's a whole podcast let it breathe because it's not going to change. All you can show is you permission is denied. And that, uh, that was 15. So those I'll print this whole list and I'll put the whole article in there. I think it's amazing. Um, a little stuff and I'm I printed out this list so I can kind of check in because you know, things move fast and you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And then you sit and meditate and you're like, actually I'm thinking about this one person a lot and it's not good or I'm dreading going to see them or having them show up at my workout or whatever. Like that's the intel you need to kind of check into this list and then make some, uh, make some maneuvers. Here's a specific thing, how to protect your energy as an empath. This is by Dr. Judith, Judith Orloff. She's an MD on the campus of UCLA psychiatric clinical faculty. Uh, and she's been nicknamed the godmother of the empathy movement. She's revolutionized traditional psychiatric, psychiatry by infusing the knowledge of spirituality, energy fields, and intuition. Dr. Orloff is a psychiatrist who believes in an integrative approach to attain complete wellness. Her book, The Impasse Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People, was on the New York Best Time bestselling list. Um, in her book, she discusses how empaths can change their negative emotions into positive ones using particular techniques. If you are a sensitive person, you will always be affected by other people's moods, whether good or bad. Empaths easily absorb energies and can really be burdened for them. Here are five ways to protect your energy as an empath. This is really great. This is something I've 
kind of taken on and further understood. If you don't, if empath is a big word and you haven't understood it, it's basically just meaning like when you're around people, you can take on their energies really easily. I think it's a lot more people than they know, but these are five good ways to kind of just quickly distance yourself and be cognizant that you are an empath. So let's protect that energy. Number one, maintain distance. Physical proximity to toxic people will affect you more. So if you know someone's energy is not right for you, maintain at least 20 feet distance from them. Avoid sitting next to their negative energies at all costs. Well, this might be one upside of the pandemic when we're supposed to kind of be six feet away and social distancing anyways, just kind of double that, throw on a few more feet and maybe that can streamline any conversation if someone's wondering why you're standing across the room like a weirdo. Um, But that's okay. Be the weirdo. Go over there. Get yourself away. I really do. I mean, again, energy is physics, so it's physical. It's science. It's also, I'm here for the woo, but just get yourself away from it. I think it's the simplest thing and I absolutely think it's so true. So remove yourself. Breathe deeply. Number two, start breathing deeply whenever you feel anxious. Focus on your breaths and breaths and visualize that you are safe and protected. I actually do this during some of my workouts when I'm tired and I've got like two more rounds and I'm like, I'm exhausted. I do, I take the deep breaths, I focus, I disrupt the thought pattern. And I kind of dial back in. Um, and then I do some visualization around like, I don't know, things that I want walking my dogs, kind of like my happy place. And it's like, this sounds like a long process, but it's like two seconds. Uh, but that breathing, even of just like <sighs> taking a breath, like it causes that pause. It, it's probably a good pause um, to think before we react. So breathe in all that air. Number three, meditate. Here we are again. Practice meditation daily to keep yourself centered. Empaths must meditate in the morning and the end of the day to ground themselves. I'm not good about doing this at night, but I do think it's important to do it as much as possible. One to two minutes. Again, they don't have to be perfect, but get clear on what is yours and what is theirs and cut off all the ties you don't need. Number four, learn to say no. Here's universe delivering this entire podcast read. To me, so I am reminded you must learn to say no to people. Empaths get swayed away easily. So you have to maintain a healthy boundary. Don't allow everyone to spend time with you. This is for me. I am continuously getting better at saying no. The problem is most things and most events and humans and parades and business stuff, like I want to do it all. I really do. And I'm exhausted. So we're finding that balance. Me, where I've really find it, found it uh, constructive to say no is in those friendships, relationships, family, whatever, creating that space and not taking on whatever their situation is. I think it's particularly hard when it is family or friends or relationship where you want to be an ear and, and you know lean in and be supportive, but have that protective light, have that space, separate yourself, get away so you you know are clear on, again, what's yours and what's theirs and you're not taking it on. It's, it's really hard, but just say no. Number five, the protective shield method. Love this one. Visualize in your mind's eye, a white protective light that is always encircled around you. Believe that you are protected by a higher power. God, universe, Madonna, whatever you believe and know that there is reason for your existence and something and a larger level is looking out. I think if you can visualize that as a white light, however you label or brand it, fine. Knowing that it's there, I think just that thought, even though it might sound silly to you, makes a huge difference. I've done this when I've gone into certain like work situations that I really couldn't control. And I knew it was quote unquote, a toxic environment. I literally think of a white light around my entire body and knowing that I'm going into the jungle and I'm just going to stay protected. Cause like, this is a situation that I can't avoid. 
and I'm going to do what I can control. So we're bringing out the big old white light shield and we're putting it around and hoping that it works. And I really do think it does. And this is kind of an added bonus. It's, it's kind of intense, but I do like it. How to protect yourself from evil energy. The energy that is toxic to you is evil energy. There are people who leave you feeling drained out after you interact with them. Also, when you visit certain places, it can immediately make you feel low. Our energy levels are influenced by our environment and associations. If a person makes you feel anxious and depressed and depresses you after he leaves, that means his energy is detrimental to you. You may have to protect yourself against other people's emotions. It's not hatred or feeling bad about them. This is just a way to protect your energy and heal from any bad influences they have caused. The best way to protect yourself from evil energy is by meditating daily. As discussed earlier, meditation helps to keep you centered. Apart from that, affirmations are also quite helpful. Prayers are also powerful to ward off any negative or evil energies. So I think evil energy sounds really intense, but when it further explains, like when you walk into a room or you're around someone and you just feel just drained, you know that that is evil energy too. It's toxic. It's tapping into something you're really not willing to give away. So you need to cut it off. Again, our internal compass, our, you know, um, our radar, our intuition, whatever it's, it's telling us, I think we just get so busy. We don't slow down enough to tap in, but this is, this cast is for that. It's this cast is for me. It's for you. It's to like, okay, let's take a second. Let's tap in. Let's be aware of who is and is not entitled to our energy. What, what we can control, how we can get ourselves away from it and how we can get back to um, our sense of alignment and our purpose. This is very much an ebbs and flow process. So that's why I love doing, you know, multiple, multiple casts around some of these conversations because we can be flying high in alignment and then we're right out of it and you have to check back in and it's this constant ebbs and flows. So, um, I think just these little simple things and these notes to keep in the back of your mind are good check-in points, even though it takes, you know, five to six minutes a day and you dial back in and you're aware. Sometimes the bad energy doesn't have to be a big deal because you have a set of tools to know how to get yourself back into that alignment space, high vibes and good things. Um, so we're all just out here, pack a helmet, join me on TNT. That is what I have for you today. I hope that this provides clarity for you and people that maybe aren't serving you, let them go, or maybe you can um, vibe up and get yourself right. So your positive energy, whatever it is, be supportive, love on your neighbor, take care of your family and friends, but take care of you number one and know what doesn't, doesn't work for you. We are entitled to nothing at the end of the day. So protect yourself, protect that energy and cheers to high vibes. Have an amazing day. I will see you and hear you and hopefully interact with you next week. Cheers. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.